Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast, Season 2. With your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect her children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, enjoy the show. Out. Boom! Yo, what's up, guys? Byron Rogers here recording another episode of considerations this is um it's one of my favorite little mini series that we do inside of the podcast um and we have a few of them believe it or not we have the edc the edc uh series that we've done with uh executive protection professionals um and people in and around the industry Um, And then there's this one, there's considerations. Um, I'd like to roll out a few other types of series, kind of series components to the content that we roll out for the podcast. And I've got some, I've got some really good ideas. Um, Got some really good ideas. Uh, It's been a long day, but I love this project. So I'm gonna try to get to the spot, get to that genuine, uh, real place for you guys and talk about some of these things. Um, I originally came across this content because um, I thought that maybe I should uh, put together some rules for life, rules that have helped me govern my life in the hopes, of course, as always, that these rules would help you guys um, govern your lives and you'd find utility in them as, as well. But of course, Wanted to make 10 rules, I'm at like 13. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see how many of them I can run through until the end of this episode, you know? Expansion as a principle. Expand your perspective. I think it's interesting and tragic that human beings have a tendency to think that what they can see is all there is. Um, I think uh, there's a lot to be said for the fact that the wisest man in the world, the man that was believed to be the wisest man in the world, was once told that he's the wisest man because he was wise enough to know that he knew nothing. Just think about it logically and realistically. Your sphere of influence and experience is only as big as your relationships. How many relationships do you think? You know I mean, how, uh, the, your relationships and the, um, the information you've been able to take in and digest and hold on to. You know, so you can't, you really, I, I find myself being amazed by people who think that, you know, the advice their mom or their dad or 
their pastor even, or, you know, whoever gave them is like the end all be all. It's like, no, we're all humans. You know, what's going to be right for my life is going to be right for someone else's life. When it comes to most things, you know, when you start getting into religion and things like that, okay, that's different. But when it comes to life situations, life circumstances, and things that are happening, the problems you're faced with in your life are relative to your level of intelligence and they're relative to your ability to problem solve. The sophistication of those problems only still exists because it's a sophistication that you cannot overcome, that you cannot superimpose your will over. That's why it's there. So as you hear me say, if you follow me on any of my social media platforms, you hear me say all the time, if you want a higher quality life, you've got to make higher quality decisions. How do you make higher quality decisions? You get higher quality information. You know, and that's the game. And this is really that expansive mindset always remain in a state of expansion. There's no other, obviously there's a time for and a place for everything, but remain in a state of intellectual and inner psychic expansion because your outer world will match your inner world. That's this whole entire thing. Your life is just a result of your internal world. You're a human being. Who you're being is a result of who you've become. Um, and that all has to do with the real first challenge isn't managing your situation. The first challenge is learning to master your mind, learning to master your internal space. That's a Will Smith on it right there. That's Will Smith on that. Um, this is where we lose. This is where we win that internal space. Now, really to go deeper into this principle, um, I have to talk about how you expand psychically, intellectually, emotionally. The way you do this is you continually take in information on your given topic. And now it's easier than ever to do so. We live in the age of information now. Used to be when you wanted to learn something, you had to go to the library and mess around with the Dewey Decimal System. Anybody remember the Dewey Decimal System? I do, because it was traumatic for me. I got Dewey Decimal System PTSD. I just, it was so, so horrible. I remember it. The key to expansion is learning to expand your internal world. It's easier than ever to do so now. And the mode, the mean is still audiobooks. Reading is good for the mind. It is good for the brain. It's good for you on many different levels. You should read. The reality of life is that everyone is busy. So you need to find the most efficient mode necessary to resurrect as much dead time as possible and to get as much information inside of your brain to download as much information as possible. What's that mode? It's audiobooks. Nothing beats audiobooks. There's no quicker way to get total lessons inside of your being while you're simultaneously doing something other, something else, usually like driving, than audiobooks. If you like to read, that's great. Audiobooks is still superior because you can't learn as fast. You don't, if you, you I'll go out on a limb and say that you shouldn't have an hour to sit down and read in a day if you're serious about getting where you want to get. If you're serious about getting where you want to get, you don't have an hour to sit down and read something. And how much are you really going to get done read in an hour? It's like, it's like, absolutely. It's like, no, no, 
You need to be using your time more wisely than that. Your time in the car is time for learning. That's time to get after it. I forget how many books the average millionaire reads a month, but I do remember that the average American only reads one more book after high school over the course of their entire life, like an American education should even count for it as an education. When's the last time you learned used something you learned in school? Anything past third grade when you learned to read and write? The entire thing was a complete waste of time, in my opinion. I've learned so much more from my deliberate audiobook journey than I learned about life and about um, how to become a better, stronger person from my deliberate journey of audiobooks that I even learned in, in my grad school and in either of my degrees. So I say all this to say, if you really want your life to expand, if you want a higher quality life, you've got to learn to make higher quality decisions. And if you're going to make higher quality decisions. You got to make higher quality. You got to get higher quality information. So this inner psychic expansion is one of the most, if not the most, like the foundational principle. Otherwise, you will never become mature enough to see behind your eyes, to see behind the veil, to see your blind spots, to see your immaturity, to see the things inside of you that need to be shaped and molded and that need to mature. And then beyond that, you won't, you won't have the, it'll take you twice as long to see those things because you won't have the strength to look at them. The other thing this does is it changes your perspective. When you're listening to the, the perspective of people who are doing more, who, are, who have become more and who are operating at higher levels, when you're listening to their perspective, it's like, what are the problems in your world look like? They look like child's play when you're listening to the perspective of a person who's changed the entire world, dealt with quality problems of the world. This walks hand in hand with the very next principle. Unlocking your potential is the most righteous endeavor. Unlocking your potential is the most righteous endeavor. Why would I say this? Because the more of your potential you unlock, the higher the level you'll be able to serve on. And the more good you'll be able to do, the more blessings you'll be able to bestow the more people you'll be able to free, the more people you'll be able to lead, the more valuable you are, the more valuable your contribution. The funny thing about that first expansion rule is that it doesn't really just stop there. This expansion principle is to do with everything. People ask me sometimes when I'm posting videos or I'm doing an event or I'm doing whatever, they're like, aren't you afraid you're gonna make a mistake? And I'm like, no, I'm a mistake. I make 800 moves a day. I make a mistake, it's inconsequential to me. You know what I mean? I make so many, I make moves by volume. And I think that's the way you gotta be. It's just expansive. Oh, well, that that last tip you dropped wasn't that heavy. It was, it was, it was, it was weak, it was a bad one. Okay, cool. Well, I've got a hundred of those coming out this year. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, that last, you know, video, whatever. It's like, yeah, well, I'm, you know posting something like 900, uh, over a thousand times this year. You know, it's like, what are you talking about? So it's like people get wrapped around the axle about losing or making a mistake or whatever. And it's like, stop. It's like when you get one girlfriend who's kind of hot and you get tunnel vision and you let her jerk you around because you're afraid of losing her. No, spin some plates, go talk to a bunch of women. You know what I mean? Learn that you can, learn that you can. Once you know that you can, you never get fixated on uh, what once was or even what once is if it's not perfect because you know you can. 
And that's what this whole entire thing's about. You're never going to see it anywhere in the Bible or in any uh, worth reading, worthwhile story, a hero who gets anything done for him. The whole entire thing is about learning he can. Beginning of the story, he's hiding out because he doesn't know he can. He's in the or the wine press because he doesn't know he can, you know. He's on the farm hiding, you know, he's trying to be a normal human. He's trying to get away from his calling. What happens? Something jerks him, yanks him out of apathy, puts him into a fight. He learns that he can't. David kills Goliath. The rest is history. David didn't even actually learn he could kill Goliath from Goliath. He learned he could kill Goliath when he was out there in the desert underneath the streetlights when nobody was watching, tending sheep, working hard when nobody was watching, and he killed the lion, and he killed the bear. That's when he knew. That's how he knew he could. The Philistine was, a, was, a, was, was the victory that everybody sees, that everyone comes up and is like, wow, you know, like, wow, how'd you do that? And he's like, how did I do that? I'm starting to learn, man. I, I, I used to listen to successful people and I used to be like, just tell me exactly how you did it. And now that I'm starting to uh, uh, get down range with some goals and dreams that I've had, I'm starting to realize people are asking me how I've done certain things. And I'm like, I have no idea. I have no idea how I did it. I did a lot of these things because I made 865, 98,000, billion moves. <laughs> you know what I mean, from now, from then until now. And it's not arrogance. It's that I'm that stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, a, that's what it takes for Byron to learn how to do something. One of my buddies was watching me do something, sent an email to my guys the other day. He's like, geez, man, it took you like 10 whole entire minutes. You're like, what? It took you like 10 minutes. Like he's like, actually, literally, it took you 10 minutes to do that. And I was like, yeah, that's why I'm a miracle, bro. <laughs> I'm like, I ain't never going to beat you at anything because I'm smarter than you. I ain't that tall. I'm like five. I say I'm 5'10 with church shoes on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I ain't the biggest, baddest. I ain't the sexiest. You know what I'm saying? I, I ain't really got a six pack. I got like the first two, got the first couple in there. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I'm just like a little chubby kid that just went to the gym because I was chubby. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a kid that went to school because I was so scared of academics that I went to the Marine Corps during the time of war. I went to war instead of college because I was like, nah, I can't do this college thing. I'll just go. I'll fight, man. Nah. You know, I'm, I'm just a kid who knew I was so mediocre that uh, – I knew I was going to have to just apply myself and win the accumulative score and, 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 and fight the long range battle. And so now after, you know, 300 and some odd audio books and a few college degrees later, maybe I start having a little something to say that might be worth something, you know, uh, you, you, you get pregnant with information and with desire when you see, when you see, you know, that other people might be able to benefit from something. If your heart is truly to help people, you know, some people just want to watch the world burn. They'll sit back there and let you, you know, accidentally pull your toenails off and not say anything to you. So I say all that to say your potential. You're like the, you're like the apple seed. What's that? It's a seed. It's an apple seed. You know, you cut it open. It's like, what's inside of it? It's like nothing's inside of it. It's just seed stuff, seed meat. You know, um, but realistically, there's a whole apple tree. There's there's potentially a whole entire apple. What is that? An apple orchard, apple vineyard in there? You know, a whole one of those. 
That's how we all are. We're potential. And without some mechanism to refine us and, and, and to do what the soil does to the apple seed, the, the pressure, the moisture, the darkness, everything designed to push that potential out, up out of that seed. Without that, without life to force your potential, your destiny up out of you, you got nothing, but you got to remember the same fires that forge certain people completely melt and destroy others based on your character, your ability to hold up. I've just learned that if you want to reach your destiny, you got to unlock your potential. If you don't do that, fate will fall. Fate will come upon you. And the more you focus on unlocking that potential, the more the life that you really know you can have will, will be realized. The more people you'll be able to serve with your unique gift and the better off this place, this planet will be. So there's no more righteous endeavor to yourself, to your God, to your family, to everything and everyone involved than to unlock as much of your potential during your time here on earth. Do not trust the masses. People are stupid. It's that simple. Big groups of people are even stupider. People think they're right because there's other people with them. I've really, I really feel like I've learned that very many people don't think things through. And even fewer people are, know how to think deeply about a thing and really see into a thing. Trust yourself. Even if you're wrong, it'll be a learning experience for you. Learn to think for yourself. Don't trust the wisdom of the crowd. I wouldn't be anywhere close to where I am in a number of different endeavors if I didn't know how to simply trust myself. I can't tell you how many times I chose to trust myself. I can't tell you how beautiful my life is as a result of those, those times. You have an internal wisdom. And if you don't, you need to hone it. And the only way to do that is by <clears throat> learning to trust yourself. I believe that deep down inside, you know the right thing to do. You always know the right thing to do. The difficult thing is actually doing that. And without building that self-confidence, because confidence comes from experience, confidence is accurate, arrogance is inaccurate. Without building the right confidence, you're never going to do any of these things. You're never going to do anything great. Ever. More people suffer from inferiority complexes that damage their lives than anything else, really, in my opinion. Nobody learns that they can anymore because no one's, everyone's so perfect and so legit and so cool and so BA that they never go, you know. People aren't humble enough to start anymore. It's ridiculous. It's painful. It's brutal. It's not the way it should be. And one of the cool things about never being cool first is just, I was just like, all right, well, I already kind of suck, so I may as well just get in here and be weak for a while until maybe hopefully I can get strong. You really think I can get strong? You know, I remember talking about, you think I could get strong like that? And they're like, yeah, you get stronger, stronger than that, much stronger. I was like, me, really? Learn to think for yourself. Never trust the wisdom of the crowd. When stupid people outnumber the cool people, the stupid people become cool. This one is the truth, especially if you're a truth seeker. If you're a truth-centric person, 
You gotta do the truth justice. The truth, if you see the truth, if you know the truth, the truth is depending on you to deliver the truth in a way that people will be able to absorb it, will be able to understand it, will be able to cherish it, will be able to treat it like the truth. It's a hard lesson. It's a hard lesson. It's a difficult one. Because the reality of this game is that oh, the truth, sometimes you don't have to defend the truth, but the reality is sometimes you do, you know. Um, Christopher Columbus, you know, don't be the guy trying to tell everyone the world's round when they believe it's flat, man. They might kill you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, you go go to work and be the one guy with blue suede shoes and everyone's wearing pink shoes or red shoes. You'll notice it'll just be a matter of time. They'll try to kill you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but don't doubt your own wisdom just because the masses are all saying to go to the left. I can't tell you how many times they all try to convince me I was wrong. I started doubting myself. But just something inside me just knew better, like the grace of God or something was like, no, no, absolutely not. And this really goes for men because nowadays you're just told not to be a man and you're told not to be a man and not to be masculine and you should be emotional and you should be sensitive and happy wife, happy life. And you should just be like this soft, pathetic feminized, castrated, emasculated, useless male. It's all fun and games. And I think, honestly, they just want to see who, which one of the dudes will. They just want to see what men will actually do it. The whole thing is like a big litmus test. Like if you're a man, you'll say no to all of this. But we're going to tell you you can do it because it lets us know which ones of you are actually alphas and which ones of you are just betas trying to get laid. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Maybe that was too raw. I'm just saying, man. Like... When the stupid people outnumber the cool people, be careful. Because the stupid people become cool. Man, there's a principle that um, is very true. So always, you know, sometimes you might want to ignore the stupid people. But when you ignore them, they have a tendency to multiply. So when you start to notice ignorance, start to notice the wrong mentalities at work and in places that you frequent, address it. Don't let the stupid people multiply. The truth matters more than everything. The truth matters above everything, more than even you. The truth matters more than me, more than my feelings. You wanna have a close relationship? You think, be, be honest. There's no intimacy without honesty. You wanna see if they really love you? Be honest. Can they love you for who you really are? You have an issue, someone getting on your nerves, be honest. Someone damaging your life, be honest with them. Be honest in the spirit of love. It's one of the most powerful things you can do. It's, it's, it's an invaluable thing to do in interpersonal relations and in, in inter, interpersonal relations and relationships and things like that. Be honest. That's my one of my highest rules now is I'm just straight up with people. And, 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 and it takes a lot and it's very hard. I am straight up with people. And even, even with that, I'll say that I'm 99 to 98% honest, which is a lot more than most people can say. Most people are realistically like 60 to 70% honest, 60%. Where the really close friends are like 70, maybe 75. In my gross science estimations, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, 
scorchingly honest, but I'm loving when I do it because I really am always here to help everyone. The only times I'm not honest is when it's something that I just, it just is not productive. Like the things that are in the deepest, deepest, deepest depths of my heart, you know, like you don't need to know those things because, you know, one, they're all there. We all have them there Two, We all know that they're there anyway. You know what they are. Three, uh, it's not something that I'm planning on acting on. So it's irrelevant. Let me manage that trash. Don't bug me about it. You know what I mean? You got your own, you know, you manage yours, you know, so it's not profitable to even communicate about those things. The truth matters more than any of us. Here's one that um, I didn't think was so important. I didn't realize when I first read a book called Resilience by a Navy SEAL is a great book. Resilience is one of the most important things ever. Sylvester Stallone has a speech and it's, you know, it's been made kind of cheesy because it's been overused, but he talks about how it's not about how hard you can hit. It's how hard you can get hit and keep going and how hard you can, how much you can take and keep going. That's how winning is done. It's so real. I love Thanos from the Avengers. My favorite. Thanos and Bane are my favorite. Anyways, Thanos, I love him because he's a survivor, as he says. He's, he's resilient. But I feel like Thanos, you know? The hardest choices are reserved for the strongest wills. It's like... He's been given the responsibility of this truth, this understanding that the universe and its resources are finite, and that if life is left unchecked, life will cease to exist. But all the happy, lovey people are like, you don't know that. And he's like, I'm the only one that knows it. And, 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 and so his mission is to wipe out half of the life of the universe so that the universe can continue to thrive and it doesn't implode on itself and die the way his home planet died because they overpopulated it. They never really tell you whether Thanos was right or not. He succeeds in his goal. He wipes out half the known universe. Everyone cries about it. They all cry about it. You know, but you know, we, for all we know, Thanos may have been the most crucial superhero in the whole entire thing you know, whole entire story and he never gets any credit because he had to make the tough decisions and weak people never recognize tough decisions. They never appreciate tough decisions. They just cry about it. And they just, you know, it's, just like, it's like raising kids. They, there's no way your kids are going to understand the wisdom of what you're trying to do when you're disciplining them or when you're not letting them go out. They're just going to think you're mean, you're mean. And when you tell weak people the truth, that's always what they say. You're mean. Why'd you have to? You don't have to say that. Ba, 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 ba. What's that supposed to mean? It's like, no, I'm giving you constructive feedback about how you've been acting, your, per, your performance, and who it seems like you are. This is constructive feedback. You just don't have the emotional wherewithal, resilience, the emotional character to learn from it. You're going to implode and throw a fit because your parents didn't raise you right. I never told you you weren't good enough. You need to do better. You need to try if you want to actually be good. They just gave you participation trophies your whole life. Now you're underdeveloped. And I'm dealing with the aftermath of this. But I like Thanos and I, I feel like, you know, he comes to mind when I think about resilience. Because like, as I'm going after my goals, as I'm going after my dreams, I'm going after my destiny, problem number 896,500,000 and 3,800 
billion, you know, you're solving problems every single day, all day long. It's like all the Avengers are just trying to stop you, trying to stop you, trying to stop you. Ooh, a sophisticated problem. Oh, there's a more, another sophisticated, more sophisticated problem. Oh, there's an even more sophisticated, and the better you get. I can tell the manner of man you are by the manner of your problems, by the manner of the things that knock you off your horse, by the manner of the things that upset you, by the manner of the things that crush you, that cause you to get flustered, get upset, because what? Whoa, they mess up your drink of Starbucks. You know, well, what's going on? You know, someone's shooting at you. Somebody bleeding out right now. And even if they were dealing with it, getting emotional about it, feeling all kinds of ways about it, uh, is it going to help solve the problem? Because at the end of the day, one plus one can't be solved with your feelings. You can feel however you want. One plus one is only going to be solved as two if you can logically figure it out. And so that's why I like Thanos is because, you know, people misunderstand him because he's so focused. He's so laser focused doing what he's doing. They think he's just, you know, the selfish, horrible dude when in all actuality, he's trying to save everyone's life and he's got to do the hard things much like a husband, you know, he's got to go out. He's got to go to work every day. You know, kids are running around the house thinking that the dad doesn't love him. Dad's got to go to work. He's got to do the hard things. He's got to fight all these superheroes and dragons and demons. And they all band together because they don't understand what he's doing. It's hard and, it, and it's got to be done. It's got to be done. You know, and there's a moment where he's got to sacrifice Gamora. And she, she just starts kind of mocking him because his goal requires that he sacrifices something he loves. And the only thing he loves is her. And she's like, you know, you, you asked for a prize and it told you, no, like you can't have this. You'll never reach your goal. Cause you don't love anything. You've just been working on this goal. You have of destroying half the universe. You don't love anything. So there's no way you can actually get achieve your goal. So like the universe is laughing at you and he looks at her and he's like, I've ignored my destiny once before, but I can't do that again. Not even for you. And he does what he needs to do to get to the next step. And he gets that goal. I respect it. Because I understand it. Never let anything or anyone stand between you and your destiny. Never let anyone or anything stand between you and your destiny. It's what you're here to do. Never let anyone or anything stand between you and your destiny. If they're truly supposed to be with you, they'll understand and they'll help you on the road. If they don't, get as far away from it as you can. Failure is the secret to success. Light implies dark, day implies night, life implies death. Up implies down, masculine implies feminine. Failure, victory implies failure. Order and chaos, the two Heads to the same dragon, the circle, the snake eating itself. Yin and yang. The duality of life, man, ones and zeros. I'm not wrong. It's everywhere. Are they equal? I don't think so. Maybe, but I don't think so. I think order's a little superior is is, is superior to chaos. But would you appreciate the sun without the rain? Would you appreciate the day without the night? 
there's a polarity there. There's a relationship there. There's something there. I don't know. I'm not wise enough to know. I don't presume to know. Here's one, 34, 34 loop. Either God can't destroy the devil or he chooses not to. Which is it? I don't presume to know. But I know at the end of the book I read, he lets them back out of hell. They ain't going to teach you that in church, but read your Bible. All I'm saying is there's a relationship there. Chaos and order. You need the chaos. Chaos is a ladder to some. It's a pit to others. You need the chaos in order to place a demand on you, to require higher order. You need the chaos because it's how you arrive at a higher truth. Your adaptation reflex will not even respond without the chaos. Your muscles will not grow without the chaos, without shredding them up at the gym. Chaos is the fire that forges the strong of us. What you're listening to is um, a flow, a mini series inside of uh, the larger series we're doing here with EPL called Considerations. And the goal with those is simply to uh, get you to think, get you to think outside the box, you know, entertain new thoughts, entertain uh, concepts that have helped me in life. You know, um, who am I? You know, I'm not like the man or nothing, but I, I am a person who's willing to give you what I got and give you, let you know what the test score, you know, let me let you know how I got to score. I got on the test. You know what I'm saying? I'm a guy who's willing to, uh, I'm all about working together, you know, in school, we're all taught not to work together. We're all taught your answers are your answers. My answers are my answers, but that's not really how you win. The guy that wins is the guy who can bring the most people together and get everyone working together, right? Survival of the group. So I'm the guy who's willing to give you my personal truths um, and let you do what you want with them. So I hope you guys enjoy this considerations uh, episode. Let me know what you guys think. I've got some amazing things coming up um, for the podcast, though. We're going to get a lot more onto executive protection-centric uh, content. Um, this year has been crazy, so I haven't split off and done the uh, Protector Nation podcast just yet, just because uh, everything going on with planning for the symposium tour, Protector Symposium tour. If you want to be a part of that live event, go check out protectorsymposium.com. We're doing some big things. We got some big speakers um, and it's going to be a good time. And we're going to go, we're going to try to add a hands-on component. So be looking out for that as well. Some physical training to go along with the um, classroom stuff. So that's going to be big. Uh, and the other thing too, uh, executive protection training day success package. We're growing faster. I believe we're growing faster than any other school in the game almost. I don't know how fast these other schools are growing, but we got over 70 students in our third month. And because of the model that we're using, the digital model, we're turning students out quicker than, 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 than most, most schools can keep up with. And what that means to you is simply that the network, okay, the training, cool. Um, the fact that you have access to the training forever, cool. You know, like, I don't know, having access to training once and thinking you can, you can anyways, provide and, and operate at that level is, 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 you know, arguable. But we're creating an executive protection underground. You see what I'm saying? The network of people who are in our course 
is going to be the largest network inside of the executive protection industry. Um, so you want to be part of that network and you want to be a certified executive protection specialist through us because then you'll be part of that network. You'll be part of that group. You'll be part of those opportunities. And, um, it really, 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 really pays, you know, uh, your network will dictate your net worth more often than not. So, I uh, just want to remind you guys about that, invite you to that, go to executive protection training day.com to become part of that. And remember, I literally become like your, uh, your coach for your entire career. You have access to live executive protection, live meetings with me and, um, I help you and the group helps you, you know, so we're all, it's an inclusive thing. We're all helping each other. It's not just some training, you know what I mean? Uh, so I, I think that's the best thing for a buck and the price is going up here because I'm about to finish it. And once I finish it, the price will go up because you will no longer be beta phase first responders. Uh, you know, so get in, go to executive protection training day.com to get in that. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed these, these considerations. And, um, I look forward to hanging with you guys on YouTube, hanging with you guys on Instagram, hanging with you guys on all the social media platforms. I look forward to seeing y'all on the next episode. Talk soon. Out. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place. Do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can, because it makes all of these things possible. Thanks for those contributions. Yo, and before we go, you know, I got a shout out to the sponsor, starting out with Primary Weapon Systems, PWS. They truly are the evolution of the rifle. Use Byron for 10% off. Grayman and Company, the most comfortable tactical suits in the game. Use Byron for 10% off with them. Ballistic Theory. You're going to start seeing a lot of stuff with me in Ballistic Theory because they got good ammo for good prices. Use Byron for my discount with those guys as well. Last but not least, Executive Protection Institute. Hey, go check them out and get your executive protection education on. Until the next podcast, this is Byron Rogers, protected by nature and by trade. Out. Boom.